0: When I became pregnant, his suggestion was to have an abortion and that nobody would have to know. And so I was really having all these crazy things going through my head. But because of his encouragement, I went ahead and said yes. Real life starts now.
1: This is real life radio show with on leg i felt alone i felt lost i felt scared real stories i was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life real people i was thinking there was no purpose for my life there's no reason for me to be here real problems i told my dad if you try to take these drugs i'm gonna kill you one solution god hope is a person and his name is jesus and now your host on leg Hi, this is Evangelist Anle. welcome to The Real Life Radio Show, where we're talking about real people with real problems, found answers, and a real God. And today we're going to talk about the reality of having an abortion and the effects that come years later. Now, I'm not trying to get all political here, but we do want to find out what is the reality of how a woman can feel years down the line after having an abortion in her youth. Terry Baxter is going to tell us her life story of having an abortion, or many of them, when she was younger and didn't truly feel the consequences until she got pregnant when she was older. Terry, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Well, thank you. I'm excited to share some light and hope for those that have been hurt by abortion.
1: Wonderful having you on our show, Terry. So, as a college student, you fell in love with a guy that you were dating and everything seemed to be going just fine, but eventually you got pregnant. And you being raised in a Christian home and not being married yet, that must have been a pretty tough situation. So can you tell me more about that?
0: Most definitely. It was back in the 70s, right, as abortion had become legal. And when I became pregnant, you know, nobody talked about that. And so his suggestion was to have an abortion and that nobody would have to know. Could he keep it secret? My fear was embarrassing my family. What would I tell them? The shame and the guilt of it. But also the lie that I bought was, if abortion so bad, why is it legal? And so I was really having all these crazy things going through my head. But because of his encouragement, I went ahead and said yes.
1: Wow, so because it was legal, you felt like it was right. But deep inside, you could feel like it wasn't right, even though you went on to have two more abortions. But because of those situations and the tight spot you were in each time, and the embarrassment of it all, at those moments, you felt like abortion was the only solution. So can you tell me more about what happened next?
0: Well, you know, the first one, I was a Christian, and I was bargaining with God. Lord, don't let me be pregnant. Lord, I won't ever do this again. All of those things that just go through your mind. Mm -hmm. And so even with the embarrassment, when I found myself pregnant the second time, it was like, Double embarrassment, double shame. Now what do I do? You know, all the degrading thoughts. You're so stupid. How could you let this happen again? And he might have said that, to the boyfriend might have said that too. How could you let this happen again? And so instead of it being worse, it became simpler because... It just was the go-to. And you thought you could keep that a secret. And the same thing with the third. They were just barely a year apart. All three of them were bang, bang, bang. And then we did get married. And I thought that was the golden ticket that if I got married, then I wouldn't have to be embarrassed. you know. And then when I did get pregnant, we'd
1: have a family. Mm, that could normally make sense. But then the past crept up again. When you got pregnant, when you were married, and new emotions came up unexpectedly when you're seeing your first ultrasound for your second child, when you saw the life that was in your womb. Tell me more about that.
0: Well, back then, they didn't do ultrasounds like they do today. And I saw my very first ultrasound when I was pregnant with him, and the shock and the denial that I had pushed down and pushed down for all those years was in front of me. And there was this little seed, a baby, in that ultrasound. And all the lies that I had justified came flooding back. And I just had to Mm. ask the Lord for forgiveness. I could no longer say that I had not taken the life of three children. And so that was the beginning of the healing, just by acknowledging my loss and my decisions was the first step.
1: Wow. So understandable. Now, I understand these emotions grew even worse when you went through a divorce with your husband. And you became angrier about the decisions of the past abortions. Tell us about that.
0: Yes. You know, during the marriage, you're fighting for a marriage, for a love, for a family. And so once we went through that divorce, the reality, all the red flags, all the lies I had bought started coming up. And it felt like a volcano erupting because not only was divorce tied to it, the abortions were tied to it. All kinds of things were tied through that divorce. And it was really, truly a broken time for me. The hurt and the anger during that time was a big process to go through because so many traumatic experiences were tied to it.
1: Wow, that is truly something many don't consider when making the decision to have an abortion. But I understand that after this decision... Many are in denial that it's even a bad thing, but the feelings are like suppressed. The suppressions of guilt, they're looming deep inside.
0: Exactly, exactly. And it is typical for a woman who's had an abortion, the first thing is relief, because you've been trying to make a decision, right or wrong, selfish or unselfish, about being pregnant. And then once you make that decision, just the decision itself gives you some release. Hmm. But it does not last. And so women used to stay in denial. I was in denial for 15 years. But with social media, with the web, women are calling the helpline the day after their abortion. The after their abortion saying, I didn't know I'd feel like this. Mm-hmm. And so, denial is a part of it, but there's no formula for how long they stay in denial.
1: It sounds like that denial was like a false lid with the truth of the past brewing like a lava explosion beneath. And after all that came out, how did you find healing from all the pain of regret and anger?
0: Well, the divorce was the biggest step. And then I just started clinging to the Lord, filling myself with His Word. I had a lot of precious time with the Lord. But as I was healed from the divorce and got through that, I did remarry. We got involved in a church. And through a church service, the pastor was preaching on obedience. And that day, a gal across the way stood up and said, I just want to ask the church forgiveness of abortion. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit got me. And he said, we need to deal with one more thing. And it was the abortions. Mm -hmm. And so I surrendered that to him totally during that church service and publicly. And I just said, Lord, I know you forgave me all those years, but if you can use this in any way, I want to surrender it at the cross publicly. And that was the beginning of the healing. Through that, I did discover there were abortion recovery Bible studies, there's retreats, and I've gone through some of those. But God allowed that. And two years later, I was in pro-life ministry.
1: Terry, that's great to hear that you're now helping others go through this process. So if someone calls into your helpline and they're considering abortion, what can they expect?
0: What we do when a lady calls or a man, we answer the phone call for whoever's hurting. Grandparents, aunts, uncles are affected by abortion. All of our phone coaches have a healing abortion story. Hmm. So they actually have walked through this and have been trained to walk through this. So when a person calls, of course, we meet them at their need. One of our goals is to help them find a local recovery program in their area So we have resources to do that. We will also email them resources and then follow up with a phone call to see if they've been able to take that second step in their journey of healing. Mm -hmm. And of course, when allowed, we offer prayer at the end of each of our calls.
1: That is awesome. Terry, what is that phone number that if someone is dealing with the negative effects of abortion, anyone, that they can call it today? What is that?
0: Yes, it's 866 721 7881. It is a 24-7 live helpline. So somebody is ready to talk to you or listen to you 24-7.
1: Terry, thanks so much for sharing. I'm sure that this is going to help someone in need even right now. Thanks so much for sharing with us the reality of having an abortion. I think we learned so much. Don't tune out. I want to talk to you a little more about this right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Onlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today, and how He can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere, Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com.
0: Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477.
1: More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. How do you feel about this? I know what some of you are thinking. Now, I'm not trying to get all political here. But what this testimony does reveal is the reality of abortion isn't very pretty further down on the line. Life is precious. Children are precious. And the guilt from past decisions is real. We might feel like we're getting away with it until it comes later on in life. And that goes for a lot of things. Things come full circle. I used to think that these pro-life groups were just religious zealots who were not compassionate or empathetic at all. That's what I used to think. But here you're hearing someone who is pro-life because they've been through it. They know what's on the other end. And it is her empathy that drives her to make people aware of the reality of abortion. It's not just a political belief or just a religious belief. It is a life conviction. But is the Bible pro-life? Let's look at this. Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. This is what the Lord is saying to Jeremiah. And it seems in this verse, it reveals a spiritual truth that God knows the person before they're even born, before they're even conceived. Once in the womb, I'm pretty sure the Bible's revealing that this is a person. So what do you do if you've already had an abortion and the revelation comes on later that murder was committed? The future of the child was put out, snuffed out, terminated early. The Bible reveals a wonderful freeing truth. There is no condemnation, first of all, if you've gone through that. And it says in 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we know that from other sins, but what about abortion? How do you deal with that? It says, if you confess your past sins to the Lord, He will be just to forgive you and cleanse you from the inside out, so you don't have to feel that guilt and shame anymore. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Then you can own up to your past decisions instead of denying it. And Jesus was sent to the cross for your past mistakes. Accept it. Stop punishing yourself over the past. I know someone who's listening, and that was just for you right now. The Lord loves you. Let's confess our sins and ask the Lord for forgiveness. For anyone, whatever you've done. Lord Jesus, we come to you. We ask you, Lord God to forgive us. We confess our sins to you. There's someone right now, Lord, who's confessing the sin of abortion. Father, we're sorry for the things, the mistakes, the wrong decisions we've made in the past. But we pray, Lord God, that you would give us forgiveness and set our conscience and our heart free, Lord God, from the guilt and the horrible times of just always reflecting back in a condemning way. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know your life was touched.
0: Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.